Welcome back to a pro wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. I am joined today by none other than Mr. AT&T, Vic Endo. Vic, how you doing today, man? I'm good, my brother. And just like you said, I'm Mr. AT&T. I'm Mr. All This and That. I always tell everybody there's three things you need to know about me. I'm hard to get. I'm easy to lose. And by God, I'm impossible to forget. Let's <laughs> always remember those three things. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And you know what? A lot of people probably won't know, you know, exactly, you know, if they don't watch like anything independent or FCW, because I, I listened to your podcast that you had with Clark Street. And, yes. uh, you know, I heard you were talking about matches you had in FCW and stuff like that. And not a lot of people got that like FCW and stuff like that. So they didn't really get to see a lot. So, I mean, if it wasn't somebody like me that watched that stuff, you know, if it was somebody that watches main WWE product and that was it, they, they obviously don't know who Mr. AT&T is. Um, you know, so tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, all right. Uh, let me go back to the beginning. Um, I went to the doghouse wrestling school in Red, in Red Hook, Brooklyn, uh, my head trainer there was Lathan, uh, Homicide. Low-key was actually coming out from there. He was just blowing up at the time. And I got my breaks with them. And then uh, uh, a year later, fast forward, I'm uh, working for New York City Wrestling Connection, which is out based in Long Island in New York. And uh, the head trainer there at the time was Mike Curse, Dickie Roberts, Mike Mondo, who later became um, Mikey in the uh, <laughs> the squad. Yeah. yeah. His name was Livewire at the time. Uh, Mike Myers was actually there. He was 17 at the time. He was uh, he was just a journalist. He wasn't even yeah. training at the time. So I knew him as well. Uh, Plasma, who later became uh, Trent Beretta, who's in The Best Friends, yep. also came there. His name was Plasma. He was a little kid at the time, but he was already phenomenal. Yeah. Like, he was already doing crazy things at that time. So uh, I got my breaks there, and um, I started doing little things here and there. I did stuff for WWW, which is Worldwide Wrestling. You know, little things in the Bronx, stuff like that. And then um, I got a, I saw a competition for Gut Check. Uh, TNA was doing at the time. TNA had just started. And I said, you know, what do I got to lose? Let me try. You know, better I get my face out there, do whatever. And I uh, went out there to Gut Check. There was 10, 11 of us there. And I was the only survivor. So I was the first Gut Check champion. Pretty and dope. then... Uh, yeah, and then uh, Scott Damore, who was running it there, told me uh, he wanted me to go to Canada to continue on a free ride, you know, continue doing what I'm doing, and I will have to go to Windsor, Ontario, you know, and uh, wrestle for his school, uh, Border City Wrestling, until I finish. Uh, the next week, they had another gut check, and that's when Joe Doring came about. As you see, Joe Doring is there now. Joe Doring's been killing in New Japan. Oh, yeah. Now he's, yeah, now he's an impact. He was my roommate there. He was the second gut check champion. So we were roommates in Canada. So we were uh, learning the trade out there. Yeah. And uh, we went out there and we were training with Alex Shelley, Tyson Ducks. Um, what's his name? Uh, Chris Saban, A1. You know, just all these phenomenal guys. Rhino came by because he had just got a little go by the WWE. And uh, we had matches out there. And I was out there for about, i say about a year, nine months to a year. And I had to come back because, as uh, I was saying in the other podcast, my I have a special needs child that was sick, and uh, so I had to cut that short. So I came back to the states. I started doing little house shows in the states back in New York, and um, uh, FCW got a whiff of one of my por- promo, one of my promo work, so they invited me over, which was blew me away because you know FCW is the closest thing to WWE at the time. Yeah. So I go over there and I get a tryout and uh, EC3 was there. His name was Michael Hunter at the time. He was trying out. Uh, David Otonga was there. They just signed him. Uh, they signed him because of he was on I Love New York. He was on that show. Drew McIntyre was already there. You know, obviously he was signed. Uh, he Like I said, he was a skinny kid. I didn't know who he was. Tall, <laughs> skinny kid. And I didn't know who he was. Sheamus was the FCW champion at the time. Uh you know, and I went out there and uh, I was uh, dealing with Billy Kim and Norman Smiley. And they were the best two people I ever met in my life. Those two guys. Wonderful people. I love Davis, Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman's great, man. Yo, he's, he's, uh, he was phenomenal. I had him laughing during the drills. We had a, I believe it was called Suicides. And we did it for 20 minutes. The same three spots over and over again. And while I was doing it, I was the only one doing commentary while I was taking, you know, spots <laughs> or whatever. 
And he was laughing. He's like, you know, if you shut up, you'll get through this a little much easier. I said, I would, but I'm here to entertain. And he started laughing. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun. And then um, uh, my wrestling work, they liked. But what blew them over, especially Dusty and Ricky Steamboat, was my promo. Because my promo was real. My promo was about my son and uh, anything that's happened in life. And yeah. he and because of that, I got offered a contract, uh, seven fifty a week, no guarantee for TV. There was no NXT. There was no nothing. And I was really stoked about it. But um, again, I have a special needs child, and to uh, to become transplanted in Tampa from New York with him at the time wasn't feasible, so I didn't do it. And uh, it's a uh, I don't regret being with my son, but I did regret that decision because a month later they became NXT. You yeah, know, and then they became a big thing. And um, unfortunately, I went back and I stood with my son. And uh, as I was with my son out there, I started training for MMA and Muay Thai. And I started uh, professionally fighting with those things while taking care of him. And, uh, you know, that chapter in my life was done. You know, my son is 20 now. And uh, the fire never stopped. I still train. I'm still, you know, taking bumps. I'm still doing my thing. I'm just not out there. Yeah. You know, and uh, a couple uh now about a year ago, you know, AEW came out with a competition talking about let's find a tag team partner for Sean Spears. An unknown. Let's get an unknown out there. And the biggest thing that vexed me about that unknown is that we all know it's gonna be an indie guy who's on the cusp of signing. Oh he's yeah. not an unknown. He's not an unknown. He's a superstar, they're just not on TV yet. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And it I figured why not me? There's no more unknown than me. Yeah, I am a fan turned pro wrestler because I, I I trained, I did all those things, but I'm still a fan, a oh, huge yeah. fan, and this is why I'm in there. So as a fan, I'm like, okay, let's let's you know let's do it, you know. And I naturally gravitated towards Cody because they let that fall to the wayside. They don't even talk about it no more. Yeah. So I'm I've been calling Cody Rose out now because I I'm this um I, you know any disrespect towards him. Is that he's about the fans, and uh, I figured, hey, why not? You know, like I said, the ratings will be high regardless, yeah. whether I got the name or not, because people want to see if I'm going to fall on my face or I'm going to succeed. What is this guy, you know, what can this guy do? And, you know, just a natural draw of a fan getting in there. And unknown, nobody knows about it. I'm just a face that came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? That either I can back it up or I can't. You know, and what does Cody have to lose? Think about it. Cody will show he's the best. Or he'll show that he gave a guy a rub that needed the rub. And, you know, like I told, like I said before, I don't want um, I'm not looking for a contract. I'm not looking for a run. You know what I mean? I'm looking for that one off. You know, let me go on my shield. I just want this one off. I want to show that I will be where he's at if I was still doing what I'm doing. I mean, then, you, know, you seem like you got that, man. Like, you seem like you got that mindset, like, I can do this. And, you know. You know, I tried out for pro wrestling uh, back in the day, like five years, five six years ago. Um, that's why on here it says the Rocket Paul Matthews. Um, yeah, I love that name. I was that, I was reading. It, I was like, oh, that was actually uh, going to be my name. So uh, Paul's actually my confirmation name. Um, I grew up Catholic, so that kind totally of how that. So I had to change. You know, have have a name to it, and then I just took my first name, added an S to it, and I was like, dude, I had this whole gimmick planned out, everything mm-hmm. like. Um, I had an accent that I wanted to do. Like I was from Georgia, like, dude, I, <laughs> I, I had this whole thing like planned out, man. And, uh, a lot of people don't look at wrestling like, you know, we do like, they don't look at it like, you know, this is a rough sport. They look at it like, all right, this is scripted. This is this, this is that. And a lot of people don't give wrestling the credit it really deserves because you know what? It, yeah, it's scripted for sure. But you're putting more of your body on the line every single day, every single match, just to entertain Jack and Diane over here. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, people don't really respect that. Like, they look at UFC like, oh, these dudes real fighting. No, dude, WWE, AEW, wrestling, pro wrestling, they put more on the line by doing flips and being more entertaining and doing shit like that. And they could get more serious hurt than getting punched to the face. Yeah. Always. Know? Always. Uh, my first day, dude, I got a concussion. Um, oh, so my doctor is like, yeah, you shouldn't go back. And I was kind of bummed, man. I got to do the whole backstage experience at one of the shows, um, stuff like that. And it was funny because uh, I know you mentioned Rhino and stuff like that and TNA. And 
Um, this organization just started drawing Rhino uh, over there for a couple of their matches, and Abyss came on their little Titantron, uh, and he was going to be there for their next show, and I was kind of bummed that I wasn't going to be there, man, because, you know, the concussion, everything like that. But, you know, dude, I mean, I wasn't all about the, the fame and glory. It was just something mm-hmm. I loved, man, it, you know. And a lot of people, what they don't understand is, you know, FCW before NXT, FCW was the developmental. Um, oh, yeah. But little do a lot of people know that before it was FCW, it was OVW and DSW. Yeah. Um, you know, you had a lot of guys come there. And I know you said something about uh, Trent Beretta as Plasma. And, you know, I, I remember reading all about that and stuff like that. And uh, Trent Beretta is one of those guys that WWE dropped the ball on big time. They sure did. Um, ridiculously talented, man. And I would have loved to see what he could do, you know, and I would have loved to see what you would have been able to do too. But, you know, man, you had more important things to take care of. And, you know, God bless that, man, for sure. No, man, I appreciate that. You know, and I I would love to see you go on AEW, man. Even if it's a one-off, man, just to see. You know, who knows, man? They might be like, you know, let's get you in here for a little bit, man. You know, and. I mean, what do we got to lose? I mean, if they're thinking about ratings, the ratings are gonna go. They're gonna they're gonna blow that that those ten minutes, fifteen minutes I'm on because I'm an unknown. They want to see is reality TV. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch it if yeah. if anybody I didn't know there was a fan, and you know, I'd watch it. Um, you know, and uh, if if anybody was to speak to Trent Beretta, they'll tell he'll tell you I was known as San Juan Killer at the time. That's how he knows me, and. <laughs> You know, he saw me backstage in SCW because he was signed at that time. Yeah. He was like, oh, my God, it's JK. You, you're here. And I'm like, yeah, it took me longer than you. But, you know, I'm here or whatever. And, uh, you know, he was bummed out when uh, when I had to say no because, you know, we're from the same the same place. All right. You know? And he was killing it at 14 already. Like, he was doing some crazy things at 14, man. But – um. Ridiculous. Uh, I don't see. I don't see what uh, AEW's got to lose if, if they're if they don't want to use Cody. I'll take Dustin. If they don't want Dustin, I'll take whoever they got. I just want to show. I mean, that, you uh, got so much talent on there that you could you could easily wrestle. You know, Danny Limelight. Danny Limelight. You know, be all right with. I'll be all right with any of those people, man. Just I just want to show. I just want to from coming from a, fan, a fan's perspective. I know that if I was sitting at the scene and turning on the TV and seeing something like that, I'd be rooting for the fan. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. You know, like I said, it's Rocky 1 and Rocky 2. It's yeah. exactly what it is. All he's got to do is go and say, let me put, put, put pick a name out of the hat. That's it. And let's see what he can do. Oh, who's this guy? Let's see. You know what I mean? And then, it, you know, it'll be Rocky 2's ending, but it'll be Rocky 1. <laughs> and, hey, man, I mean, shit, dude, they put a lot of people on AEW Dark, uh, you know. And I watch Dark yeah. because I'm a big fan of the Acclaimed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think they're one of the hottest tag teams, and it wouldn't be my podcast without match, mentioning them. I mention <laughs> that every single show, man. They're they're there's something cool, man. There's something cool to watch. They are. Yes, you know, they are. I uh, <laughs> believe it or not, I don't know if you ever listened to any of my shows before, but uh, I'm not a huge fan of AEW. Yeah, um, you know, and it's not because I'm a WWE mark, um, but I looked at it a lot differently, and I watched dark i've watched the dynamite you know stuff like that um the only reason i'm not behind it is because they don't stop talking shit about wwe instead of yeah, being their own product yeah you know? and that, that's my view on it when when they stop doing that and they become their own product and focus on what they want to do you know i'll be for it because i love wrestling i'm a big wrestling yeah. fan dude like I said, I got six titles, you know, in my room right now, like, you know, hanging out. So, I mean, I'm the big dude. I'm drinking the Broken Skull IPA right now. Like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I'm a big wrestling fan. You know, wrestling's been a part of my life for forever, you know. Me too. Me and, too. Uh, you know, AEW, I would love to watch it. I, I would. I put NXT before AEW for sure because what's up? I still do that. Yeah, you know, but hey, man, there's nothing wrong with it. But the only reason being, like this week, I actually put uh, Dynamite before NXT, and yeah. it was just because the acclaimed was going to be on Dynamite, and I was like, dude, I can't miss it. I have to watch it live, you know. And uh, wow. other than that, I just couldn't. 
I put I put uh, NXT before it's this week because of the Grizzly Young Veterans because I love oh, those guys. Dude. I love GYV. I love them to death. I hope they take it all. I hope they take it all. But yeah, I I watched it because of them. To be honest with you, but um, I agree with you. Um, there's a lot of people who don't respect this profession, and um, like I told uh our boys over there in Clark Street Wrestling, I told them I said you got to live this. You got to be. You can't play wrestler. You got to be wrestler. Like oh yeah, I believe in this hardcore. Right. Like I believe, the, the, like I said, I'm constantly promoting pro, putting matches together, uh, uh, scenarios, any of those things. I, I believe it. I defend it. I talk about it like like anybody would talk about football. I talk about it. I'm like, guy, this is the way it is. And 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 I'm, uh, I may have trained in the 90s, late 90s, and that's dating myself. But, uh, you know, I'm rough. Uh, my style is very, very snug. There's no daylight. I'm a striker, you know what I mean? Uh, like I said, it's like Walter versus Dragoff. That type of that's the type of matches I have. They're brawling. You give me an arm, you give me a nose, a nostril. Like I said, I'm taking it. Anything that's gonna make sense, I'm gonna do. There's no wasted movements in there, and I'll take a risk if I need to take a risk if it makes sense for the story. Because I like to tell the story. I want I want you to know there's an up and down, a roller coaster. I want you to come out of this saying, "Dude, I didn't know his name, but I remember that match." Yeah, that's all. That's all I want, and I just want to. I'm an artist. Us wrestlers, we're artists. So I just need a canvas. Give me a dance partner, and let me paint. You know what I mean? And let me paint. Let me paint this final chapter in my book because, like I said before, I can't be 70 and say I should have did it. I can't. I can't. I can't let it go. And I'm still in a prime. I'm 42. I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, but at 42, I'm still in a prime where I'm able to do what I do. And I'm still able to move around, bump around, sell, go over the rope, do all these things, still train, still, you know, because I don't have that mileage on me. Maybe my son saved me from that because yeah. he probably did, but I don't have that mileage on me. And I can go in there, and if I have to go 20, 30 minutes and it's a, a all-out brawl, I don't care. I'm not coming back. Yeah, I'm not going to be on the road the next day, you know, or continue on. But I just, you know, it's not a disrespect thing. It's like I need to prove this. And I want, the, I want to do it for the fans. I want to do it for me. And I want to do it for my son. And let him know that it was for nothing, that I wasn't home those times when I was doing it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just want to do it. It'd it, it just be a great story, man. And, and you know, mic to mic, face to face, we'd make magic just selling it. Just selling it. Oh, I just need the opportunity. And with guys like you and Clark Street and Dirty Heels helping me and trying to get it out there, backstage on Brawl. All these people, all you guys are trying to help because you guys want to see it as well. I would like to go out there. I want to, I, you you know, I'll have you guys on my mind. Let's do it, man. Let's go. Let's oh, I'd, go. Be, I'd be down for it 100%, man. Um, now, question for you. Um, yeah. You know, you've been a fan of pro wrestling for a long time, obviously. Um, yeah. Do you remember what age you started watching wrestling? What you really got you into wrestling? Yeah, I was six when I started watching it. What was and, your, uh, you remember the first match you ever watched? Yeah, it was Arn Anderson, actually. I don't remember who he's wrestling. He was wrestling a jobber. But I do remember that he came out there, and I saw him snap that spine buster, and I was in love. Yeah. And, and on top of it, before the spine busters, when he faked the right hand, and the guy ducked, and he just DDT'd him, I was like, oh, my God. It just it blew my mind. You know what I mean? Just what he did. And he, I was like, I need to be this guy. I remember saying it, and it stuck that way. It just stuck that way. But the day that I said I wanted to do it was uh, that story I told uh, to Clark Street when I was 12 on Christmas Eve when I was out there playing, and I told, I said I had got jumped. I got jumped by, I don't know, like nine or ten people. And I went home, you know, bloody lip, everything, you know, feeling, you know, feeling down like anybody doesn't embarrassed. And I go home, and instead of getting the love that I should have got, from, you know, parents, whatever. I got told, what did I do to cause it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I noticed that I closed my door. I put on a VHS tape of SummerSlam 92, uh, Survivor Series 92, and everything just went away. I was in I was in my world. I felt safe. I felt I felt validated. I felt like if they were there, they would have helped me. You know, and I, at that moment, I was like, this is, I'm going to do this for a living because it makes me feel a certain way that I don't have out there. You know what I mean? And and from that day forward, I was like, I'm going to be a wrestler. I don't care what it takes. 
and that's what pro wrestling does for a lot of people, man. Like yeah. I suffer, I suffer from depression myself. And yeah. you know, when I put on wrestling, man, it's like, I'm in a whole different world. Yeah. You know, it's something about pro wrestling, dude. I watch survivor series all day. Any survivor series. I, I love too. tag team matches in general. Tag yep. team wrestling is one of my go-tos. Um, I actually, when I started training, I was training with my former co-host for this podcast, actually. Um, and uh, we were going to be a tag team. Like, that was our goal. And, like, we had yeah. this whole idea. Like, I had my finishers picked out, like, everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, my I had two finishers. I was going to do the Hammerlock DDT, um, nice. which a lot of people know as Andrade's finishing move. Uh-huh. Um, but the reason I picked it up was back in – I want to say like 2007, 2008, um, Xavier Woods in WWE, he was Consequences Creed and uh, right, right. TNA. And that was his finisher is the the Hammerlock DDT. Mm-hmm. And there was something about the way he hit that move, dude, that I was just like, dude, that's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> like that's my move. Um, and I remember uh, my buddy when we were growing up um, back in high school, actually, he wanted to do a backyard wrestling promotion. And, like, we did it for a little bit. Like, we did it on YouTube. Um, uh, We had a guy from, I believe he actually trained in Windy City Pro Wrestling for a little bit. Um, My my friend's cousin actually did a documentary on him because he actually survived cancer. Um, His wrestling name was Barry Wright. Um, And, excuse me, um, he wrestled on a SmackDown, um, actually, probably about shoot nine eight years ago against Ryback and as a jobber um so it's cool to see him but he trained us a little bit and this is before I did um wrestling five years ago um and tried it again you know six years ago and it was like an actual in-ring mat like everything like when we did it we did it on like just these little mats on the floor we didn't have wood pieces and shit like that yeah yeah Um, yeah you know so we actually when I went back to training we had an actual ring, and when I went to take a bump, my hands didn't hit the mat first, oh. and my head just whacked it really hard. And I was just like, the uh, coach was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, just give me a minute." And when I tried to stand up, man, I fell right back down. Like yeah. I, I lost it, and uh, it sucked because I really wanted to go back, and uh, I had really bad headaches the next day, and I was like, "I can't do this." I had to go to the hospital because of the issues. Um, but yeah, no, man, I, it's just something about pro wrestling. It, it really is, yeah. you know, it, it takes the edge off and, you know, I, I have a twin brother, but we, we grew up doing that wrestling thing in my friend's backyard, but he never really became a pro wrestling fan. Yeah. You know, the way I did, I fell in love with it. Like, dude, you should see the wrestling collection I have in my closet. Like it's, you insane. Mine. you, you know, mine. I, I agree. It's insane. But you know, like I said, I mean, it's just something that kind of takes your mind away and it puts it in a different reality. Um, and like I said, I mean, when I did it, I had um, like this whole gimmick, you know, I was like from Georgia, stuff like that. I even did the accent. Um, I still cut promos in my mirror, dude. Like I'll hold one of these Why? title belts, you know, I'll hold <laughs> one of the replicas. Uh, yesterday, I actually cut one and I was like, um, you know, I'm the new North American champion and I uh, I was like, you know, this is my baby. My wife at home, she's not even important to me. This title is important to me, you know. And like, I cut this heel promo on myself in the mirror, and I was like, dude, I wish I could have done this. I really do because it was it was fun, man. It really is. Yeah, you know? there's, there's nothing like it, man. And, and a lot of people don't understand if you have never tried out for pro wrestling and you talk about it like it's your life. There's a whole difference of actually experiencing it and trying it because, man, that is your life. Oh, yeah. Always. And, uh, you know, I I lived my dream even I even though I didn't get to wrestle in a match, you know, stuff like that. And I'm glad that you're trying to go back, man. I think that's awesome. I, I really do. You know, I'm trying. I'm glad that I got people like you that are, that are supportive with it because, you know, you're going to get that fickle indie guy that's out there. Like I said before, there's out there doing the work and and they're hungry and I'm no I'm I don't deserve it more than that person. I'm not saying I do, but I did pay dues as well. I just yeah. have to sit back and stop. But I did carry the bags. I did set up the ring. I did shake the hands. I did uh you know I did everything. I I did the jobbing. I did anything I had to do. I did. I just had to stop and I was on my way. 
my mouth got me on the weight. Not my ring work so much, but the way I speak. And I had to stop. And I would just want to let those indie guys know that I, I get where you're coming from. And you, you guys are the future. And I don't deny it. But I'm the right now. I have to be the right now. I don't have the luxury of waiting 10 more years, 20 more years. I'm not 20. You know what I mean? I can't wait another eight years. I was doing it the right way and I chose something else. I had to. And I chose correctly. But now God has blessed me in the sense that I'm still strong. I'm still anyone who follows my Instagram will see I'm in the I'm still in the shape where I should be. And I and I and I look threatening enough and I should be able to do what I'm doing. And I just need the platform to do so. And I mean, just like you, I had a friend. We were supposed to be tag team partners from uh, elementary school, too. And he bailed out on me our first day in, in wrestling school. We, we were going to be called Not Rated, actually, in <laughs> art. Like not that. Rated. And we were a tag team, and that's all we spoke about. And the first day we get to school, we I made the mistake. I went to the advanced ring, and I told uh, Lathan, he was like 6'6", he was like 400 pounds, I said, yo, can we tag in with you guys? Because, you know, we know what we're doing because we did the backyard stuff. And he's like, oh, you want to tag in with us? I'm like, yeah, let me tag in with you guys. I was like, all right. So he tags me in. I go in there. Like I told the story and I throw him to the turnbuckle and I give him the 10 blows to the head, you know, do I sell it or whatever. And all I hear from this big man is like, you're ready? And I'm like, what? Like, you ready to go for a ride? He put, he put my uh, legs on his shoulders. And he was sitting on the turn, top turnbuckle. He gave me a sit-down powerbomb from that top rope. First bump I ever took was from that. And then he tagged in the rest of his boys, and they just stomped a mohawk out of me. They forcefully clotheslined me over the top rope. Oh, like wow. I said, I didn't, know, I didn't know how to get out of the ring, but I knew then. I learned, I learned the hard way. That but I got back. That, that scared my friend away. Oh, he never man. came back. But I, I came back because I was hooked. A I was hooked. The turnbuckle was your first bump? So yeah, sit down power bomb from the top row. And all I heard was, here we go. And all I saw was the lights go away farther. It just got farther. That's, That's crazy. Man. Yeah, man. That was my first experience right there. Yeah. I, but I fell in love with it. And he invited me back because I took a 20-minute ass whooping. And I came back. And that was that was the end for me. My friend, though, he ran away. He That's was like, rough, no, man. I can't do this. You still keep in contact with that friend? Huh? Nah, nah, man. We grew apart, man. We were best friends. We were like brothers. And uh, once we turned like, I say 21, I don't know him past 21. So no. But he left me in the lurch. He never told me why, but that's why. Yeah, that's rough, man. I don't care. It's my, my, you know, I I lived it more than him. I I always felt like, you know, it was more me than him. Like, I I was just, I was a fiend. If I could have been a crack addict begging for it, like, oh, let me get it. I would pump it into yeah, man. The wrestling like that. That's yeah, it was straight crack. Like I said, wrestling's a hell of a drug, man. It really is, man. It really is. I'm over here. I'm over here waiting for for vengeance tomorrow. Just oh, dying. Yeah. I dying. think that's I think that's gonna be a solid friggin' card, man. You know, oh, yeah. it, as much as I love Desmond Xavier and Zach Wentz, you know, as much I don't like their NXT gimmick so far. Yeah, not in yeah me neither. But their in-ring style is still incredible, so I still no, love yeah. it. But um, I think I think it's Grizzle Young Veterans time. You Me know, too. they were they were in the finals last year. They lost to Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn, which yep. you know was a thrown together team. I I still like the Broser weights. I thought they were yeah, cool, yeah. but uh, sure, there's something about Zach Gibson and, and James Drake that they just gel perfectly. They're great. They're great. You know, um, I don't know if you caught NXT on. Uh, you did catch NXT, but that match that they had with uh, Tim Thatcher and uh, Tommaso, dude, that was a hard hitting match. Hard hitting oh, yeah. match, and uh, I, I obviously knew Champa and Thatcher would lose because they were just thrown together too. There was a part of me that was like, WWE's just gonna let them win. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just something that I felt, but I was hoping not, man. I would love to see that. Um, yeah. Speaking of Vengeance Day, um, do you have any predictions for tomorrow? I have uh, I have Pete Dunn actually finally going over. I also have uh, Io Shirai retaining. I don't see Mercedes Martinez or Tony Tony Storm doing anything right now. Uh, I do see Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai coming out as the first female Dusty Cup champions. Uh, hopefully Grizzle Young Vets also do that. 
Uh, and uh, I know you didn't ask, but I think Edge is going to pick um, the winner of the NXT because that's the belt he's never had. That's more intriguing to me than, than him going against Drew or Roman. See, I thought Roman. I, I still think Roman. I think Drew would be the last choice out of the three. I would believe so. Um, I don't know, man. I think – and I said this on the last podcast, but I had to delete it because, like I said earlier, uh, you know, I couldn't – Keep it. It was like I couldn't hear the guest. Like he's talking as clear as you are now, but for some reason, after I posted it, it just did not show. Um, but no, I uh, was talking about that. I think the reason he'd pick Roman is because Finn and Pete Dunn have such different styles for how Edge is right now, and yeah. I don't think Edge can compete with somebody like a Finn Balor or a Pete Dunn. Um, <laughs> you know. I think, you know, that might put a little bit more pressure in his neck, spine area, you know. And I think Roman might be his safest in-ring bet. Um, and that makes sense. You're right. I mean, you look at it that way, yeah. You know, and Drew, I think, would be cool. But I think they have a different goal for Drew. And there was rumor before uh, Edge ever showed up to NXT that it was supposed to be Roman. And there was rumor going around about that. And I was like, all right, well. I'd be cool with that. I mean, Edge versus Roman. And they were, you know, uh, Devin from Clark Street mentioned to me that he thinks that Edge might bring back the former world title um, because technically that's the title he never lost. Um, that would be great. I, I would like it better than the Universal Championship for sure. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, I have Johnny Gargano, obviously, I think, retaining over Koshida. Yeah, I don't like Kushida that much. I mean, not that he ain't great, but I don't, I don't see him like champion there at all. His style a lot from when yeah. he was in. Um, I do that to Kenta. Same thing. Kenta, yeah. I mean, he's back in Japan now doing his thing, and now AEW, whatever you know. Uh, the promo he cut against uh, Kenny Omega after AEW last week. I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah. uh, Kenny Omega yeah. was outside for the fans that haven't seen it. Kenny Omega was outside following Kenta, and he's like, Bullet Club, too sweet. And Kenta went for it, and he's like, fuck you. And he starts walking away. I was like, dude, that's the best. That's the best. Like, Kenta, dude, great. Um, but, yeah, I don't see it, man. I don't see Koshida doing it. I mean, I thought the whole thing that happened with uh, Koshida being in the ring with uh, Johnny in the way on uh, Wednesday. Oh, that was know, fun. Austin Theory turns around. He's like, you check this guy out. And he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I, like, I like that. I thought that was funny. Um, but I do see Dakota and Raquel winning. Um, if they don't, I'm going to be really kind of upset because Raquel's been on such a fire, man. Like, yeah. there's there's no way to lose that right now. You shouldn't lose oh. that. And Dakota Kai's my girl. I, I love Dakota. I think she's great. I think she's an all-around fantastic performer. So I think now's the time to – if you're going to do something, give the titles – to a credible women's tag team, have Raquel and uh, Dakota win Dusty's Classic, have them challenge Shayna and uh, Nia or yeah. whoever ends up beating them for the titles, whatever, um, you know, and then have Raquel and Dakota win it because yeah, those I titles have yet to be in NXT. Nope. So I see that happening finally. And if, you know, in my opinion, and I, you know, I don't know how you feel about this, but in my opinion, Raquel and Dakota are the female versions of Diesel and Shawn Michaels. That's what I, I said that the other day. I said the same thing. I said there are two cool dudes or whatever they were called at that time. Yep. I was like, well, that's exactly what this is. Yep. You got the powerhouse in uh, Raquel and just the all around talented Dakota Kai. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. Like nobody's business. Like I was like, this is a perfect Valentine's day for me. I'm I ready to go. I'll order a pizza or something and watch it. Have a Valentine's day by myself. Me too. I don't, I don't care. I'll be leaning back. I'll be, I'm the only wrestling fan in this house. Right. So, and it's always been like that, but, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, it's a passion of mine and it's something that's not going to stop, man. And, you know, with guys like you, the internet and things like that, um, you know, the worst should be getting around. I, I always hashtag give me Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes versus Mr. AT&T. I'm coming for you. Let me leave on your, my shield, all these things. And um, I put up uh, stuff on YouTube, too. Like I did a promo uh, called Dear Wrestling. 
I just wrote it. I cut a heel promo on wrestling itself. And it was, you know, I just have fun doing it. And I mean it. And it's real. And there's nothing fake about it. And, you know, I just, uh, I just, uh, trust me, if I get the support and I'm up there, I'm not going to let nobody down. And it's something I just want to do. And I'm willing, I'm training like they already told me yes. It's just the way it is. It's like every day. It's, 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 it's my grind. So I'm already training. Like if they told me, listen, uh, in the summer, you're going to wrestle Cody, you know, in three months. I'm already doing it. This is what I'm doing. So all I need to hear is this. And I need, just need a call from Tony Khan. That's it. Like, listen, let's do it. I mean, I'll sign all the waivers. Let's just do what we got to do, man. I'll, I'll do it. When I put this on Twitter, I'll tweet at Tony Khan. I got you back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. He's ignoring me, man. I send him my promos. I DM him. I do everything I got to do. I, I tag him on pictures, this, that. I do everything. And, you know, I know he's big time. I'm nobody. I get that. But yeah. I, I'm being so annoying. You know what I mean? In a good way, though. But I'm being so annoying that he has to at least one day be like, who is this guy? Let me just yeah. take a quick look. Like, and, you know, I'm not going to let nobody down, man. I'm not going to go in there. I'm not going to die in the ring. I'm not going <laughs> to do any of those things. Um. Like I said, I get up at five in the morning. I'm already training. I'm weight training. I'm bumping. I'm doing psychology classes. I'm doing whatever I got to do. You know, I'm, 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 I act. I'm promos, uh, uh, eloquition lessons, all these things. I'm doing what I got to do because I know it's going to happen. When? I'm not sure. But I know it's going to happen because I'm going to make too much noise for them not to. And with, with people like you guys behind me and hashtagging, they got to see it. They got to be like, what's going on? Like I said, oh, you don't want to give me Cody because you're saving him for Sting? Fine. I don't care. Do what you got to do. Give me Dustin. I'm all right with Dustin. Dustin got a school not too far from me. We yeah. both in Texas. You know what I mean? I'll take Dustin. <laughs> but I, need they need to know I'm on the map. Right now. Huh? Dustin, ain't, Dustin ain't doing any more, uh, that much anyway right now. So give him you, you know? Yeah, I'm like, give me Dustin. Give me somebody, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's intriguing. You know what I mean? It's intriguing. So yeah. let's do it. I mean, I don't see what Tony Khan got to lose. I mean, he brought Sting back. Sting can't really move. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> I know why you brought him back. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But come yeah. on. And, you know, I, I move faster than Sting. You know what I mean? That's, I could I could take more damage than Sting if I have to. So come well, on. WWE, I feel like, did their best at keeping Sting from wrestling because of his concussions and his injuries. And yep. I, don't think, I don't think he cared. I think he just wanted to get back in the ring. And the, I, I think WWE wasn't trying to be like, nah, Sting, you're too old. Like, I, I think they wanted him to wrestle a couple matches. And the fact that he got hurt, they didn't want to take that chance. No. Now, now, you know, years later, he's doing AEW. And now he's got a match with Darby Allen, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage. Three of the hottest rising stars in pro. I don't get that. I don't get that. Darren Darby, I know why they're doing it. I get, I get that. But to put him in there with Brian Cage, especially, come on, man. Yep. That dude, that's a dangerous guy. <laughs> to do, look what Seth Rollins did to him. And with a turnbuckle bomb. Think about that. Rollins ain't that dangerous. I'm, <laughs> it's like, come on. Sting is looking for a death wish, man. And I, I don't wish no bad on anybody. I love Sting. Actually, let me scratch that. I met Sting when I was 18 years old. I was working in a New York sports club, right, in Wall Street in New York at the time. And uh, WCW was out there promoting their MasterCard credit card. So they were all out there taking pictures or whatever. So I, being the fan I am, came out during my lunch break, never went back to work, but I went to get online. And I get Lex Luger is sitting next to him, and it's him, right? And he's got the red and black. So I go to speak to Sting, and Sting was being a total dick, straight oh. dick. I was like, oh, Sting, let's take a picture. He's like, oh, you know, he's just being an asshole about it. You know what I mean? And he, and all I remember is all the holes in his face through the paint. So I remember because that's how nasty that individual was. Now I go next to Lex Luger, and this guy was the most gorgeous person I could ever meet. And then, hey, Lex, you want to give me the double shot? He's like, you mean like this? And he's laughing, and... He don't know me. You know what I mean? And he was treating me like if he knew me forever. Now you go next to Sting, and I'll, I'll tell that to his face. He really did that. I'm 18. I'm still a kid at that time. You know what I mean? He really was horrible. You know what I mean? To me. And there was no need for that because you were there to take pictures. 
Yeah. You know, and all I said was, you know, how you want to do it? You know, you want to stand to the side, whatever? Because, you know, I didn't want to invade the space. He was just miserable sitting there, man, just miserable. Luger, on the other hand, was popping out his seat. What do you mean like this? And then he's laughing, and I'm like, yo, this is Mean Gene, too, was there. Perfect guy. You know, he's like, oh, I, I, you ever had a New York hot dog or whatever? He really spoke about that. And I was like, you know, and I'll never forget how horrible he was that day. Steve Borden was was a dick that day. And I, I don't know if he's still that person, but he was that person that day. And that's and I, rough. It, it, you know, it's crazy. I mean, I've, you know, I've posted so many times, you know, trying to get a wrestler to come on my podcast, you know, it's, talking to wrestlers, actually people that have experienced it is really cool to me for sure. Um, I've met a handful of wrestlers at a, a black label pro wrestling event in Crown Point, Indiana. And um, I, I met guys that wrestle for uh, major league wrestling, um, stuff like that. And um, Tom Lawler, I met him, which was cool. He was such a oh. person. Like, I shit you not, man. Like, even he came back to the ring for a second match that night and threw his shirt right at me. And I thought it was so cool because I already purchased that shirt, but he threw his shirt at me, too. Even so, better. Dude, that's <laughs> dope. I mean, I'll never wear it because it's a size too small. But I'm like, dude, I'll cherish it forever. But, um, you know, I met um, his team, Filthy Teammates, uh, Dom Guarini and uh, Kevin Koo. On, oh, wow. Uh, Black label. So, I mean, they're, you know, as a lot of people don't know, is their violence is forever. And they're one of the coolest tag teams I've seen in modern day. Um, I met Brian Pillman Jr. at that event, and that was cool as hell. Uh, Andrew Everett, I met. Um, Jason Cade. So, a, a lot of independent guys that, you know, have been enhancement talents for uh, WWE, AEW, stuff like that. But, um, you know, still make a name for themselves on the independence. Um, but it's cool because I've messaged a lot of people to try to come on my podcast. And, uh, one day, um, I seen new Japan posted online and they were talking about a match between TJP and, uh, Adrian quest for, uh, I don't know if you know who Adrian quest is, but, uh, he wrestles for, uh, championship wrestling for Hollywood and he wrestles on independence and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, y'all, dude, this match is going to be tight. Sign me up. I'll watch the shit out of this. And TJP retweeted it. And I thought it was the coolest thing, man. I'm like, dude, TJP, what the hell? And I messaged, I, I uh, retweeted, and I said, dude, TJP just liked my tweet. How cool would it be if I got him on my podcast? So uh, February 27th, TJP's coming on my podcast. Uh, yes. I'm really excited about it, you know, and um, TJP is one of my favorites. He really is. Um, you know, I, I when he had the Cruiserweight Classic, I really wanted him to pull through. Um, I mean, him or Cedric, I was really cool yeah. with either one of them. Um, you know, I was glad TJP pulled through. I was glad to watch him wrestle on WWE. I was, you know, I, I've always liked him, even when he was Puma on the independent scene, you know, yeah. with his earlier days in TNA. Like, dude, he's he's a great talent. No, nah, he really is. Um, a lot of people don't know, but he also wrestled as Sadistico and uh, Lucha Libre USA. And this was a long friggin' time ago. A and I don't know where it was. It was either he switched with Paul London, I believe, or Paul London switched with him as that character. Yeah. And who, however they did it, they pulled it off very, very smoothly. But, you know, you got two great talents like that. You know, it's easy to do. But, dude, I, you have no idea how excited I am about TJP, man. Like, I don't blame you. You know. That's why, that's why it hurts. When they when they're not you know when they're rough about it or they believe they're hype and I'm not saying all of them are like that because I've met I'm telling you I met Jeff Hardy in uh, TNA and he spoke to me like like uh like one of the boys he's like oh are you working tonight he's like hi I'm Jeff Hardy I'm like what and in my head I'm like oh my god I know you like you know and there's people humble like that and then uh I've, that's only happened to me once and that was with uh Sting I did witness some. Um, you know, I did witness an FCW, uh, one of the divas, I don't want to say her name, but yelling at kids in the parking lot because they wanted signatures. And it's like, no, go away. And they slammed the door. <laughs> they were nobody yet. But, you know, I don't want to say the name because I don't want to get, you know, blown up. But, you know, it starts, it ends with a fox. But you, still, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, right? I know who you're talking about. And I was uh, in the whole parking lot. All them little kids, man, were so hyper to see that person. And yeah. they're like, no, 
no, and slammed the door and just left. And them kids were like devastated, man. I'm talking about six, six years old, eight years old, things like that. I was like, wow, you know, like we do that for these, for especially for the kids, you know. But those were the only two instances that I seen people like be real nasty about things. And you know, I would be humbled if even from this, if a of a child or an adult came to me and said, Listen, I love what you're saying. Can you take a picture, do these things? I that's Dude, that would blow my mind. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that would turn nobody away from that because this is what we live to do, man. We live to be superheroes. This is what wrestlers are. We are superheroes. We come up with a finisher, a superpower. We do anything we got to do. And we're, you know, we're Clark Kent during the day and we're Superman when we're in the ring. And um, I wouldn't have it any other way. So, you know, tweet it. Tell Tony Khan. Tell Tony Khan Latino Envy's coming. You know what I mean? It's a drug that he's never had, and it's a drug that he's not going to want to get off, and that's me. Let him know. Let him know that I will go down fighting, taking him with me, and if not, he'll be scarred. He will never forget me. You know what I mean? And that's just the way he's going to be. I just need that opportunity, man. Let him know. Listen, I'm very uh, – I, I I believe everybody has their own walk of life. Like I say, my hands are bisexual. You know what I mean? The left one will confuse you, and the right one will knock a bitch out. Either way, I'm putting my hands on you. There's no judgment. You know what I mean? So right, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Yeah, I got you, man. I'll, I'll throw that out there. I'll tweet at Tony Khan and be like, y'all, Tony, get this guy on, man. We're waiting for let, it. Let, let me leave out my shield, man. Give me Cody. Give me Cody. Or Dustin. Cody or Dustin. Or Give Dustin. Any of the roles, man. Give me Dustin, as a matter of fact, because we're close in age. Let's go. So, you know what I mean? Hey, he can still go too, man. Dustin, Dustin can still Dustin go. Dustin is great, bro. Dustin can move. Fifth, five decades earned, like he says. Five decades earned, and I agree with him. And we can work together, man. He's in Austin. I'm in San Antonio. Just a little drive right over there. Let's go. <laughs> you know, even if it's a dark match, man, you're on TV. You know, I don't care, man. I just want to do it for the fans. I just want to, I just want to show that I, I was meant to be right there and I was on my way. I really was. It sounds like all jokes and games. And he said, she said, you know, unfortunately I was before the YouTube era where you had to have the, the, the camcorder. You know what I mean? So, and there was no smartphones. Smartphones were just starting. You know, we still had to flip. We still had the beeper. You know what I mean? So, you know, unfortunately, you know, photographs is all I have. And, uh, you know, I did my thing, and Scott Damore knows me. He knows me very well. He could tell you. Scott Damore will tell you. Jeff Jarrett called me his New York Puerto Rican. That's another <laughs> one right there. I mean, come on. I remember Dusty in the back in TNA when uh, Chris Harris. Remember Chris Harris? Oh, wow. He was part of, uh, with uh, James Storm. He passed by, and someone, someone threw a fart back there, I remember. And Dusty was like, it's not me. And I'll tell you why. He said, if it would have been a cheeseburger fart, I would have said it was me. But that was a protein fart. That came from Dusty's mouth. Oh. And that, I'll never forget that. You know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, my God. Like, Dusty's talking about farts over here. I don't know. But and it's cool that you mentioned Chris Harris because I don't think a lot of people remember Chris Harris. Ah, that dude, he was he was a nice guy too, man. James Storm too. James Storm was actually shy then. Oh, you know really? I mean? Yeah, he was shy. and uh, Not to me, but he was shy. and You know, I thought he was a great talent. You know, he was a, he was nice. Abyss, Chris, Chris was nice. Abyss, he was a nice guy. He was he's a jokester. A lot of people, well, they got to see a little bit of it now, but he was I joking then. <laughs> yeah, he was joking then, and he was a nice guy, and um, he was always nice to me. And he trained there. He did chop passing over there, which was great. He chopped the living shit out of me. But uh, yeah. him and Eric Young actually, Eric Young was another one, man. That dude right there when he had the blonde spiky hair. Yep. When he was a uh, part of Team Canada, that guy really trapped me like he known me for years. Like he didn't act like he knew too much more than me, and he did. And he trapped me like I don't know, man. Like I, I that guy is is a class act, and he really did. He helped me and Joe Doring. He helped me and Joe Doring out a lot because Joe Doring and me we had two left feet, so he helped us a lot. You know, he really did. And at that time, we were trying to pitch Joe to be Drago because he looked like Drago, young Drago then. Because <laughs> he, he had a full head of hair, you know what I mean? His fresh face, you know what I mean? He was just a big dude. He still is, but he was bigger then. Yeah, he was yeah. 22. 
You know, he uh, a lot of people don't even know that he was actually with WWE for a little bit too, FCW. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I thought it was cool, man. I you know, I watched a couple of his matches because he wasn't on TV often or FCW television uh often, but when he wasn't on there, man, I was I was impressed. I mean, big dude, I mean, you know, could move in that ring, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, you know mentioned Eric Young and dude, Eric Young has always been one of the best. I, I I loved every gimmick he's ever done. Yep. Um, I, I thought it was hilarious when he would go to the ring with shorts on and he would take his shorts off mid-ring and wrestle in the rest of the tights. Like, you know, like he was loopy as shit. But Go fight Eric. Don't yeah. remember that. Come on. He's so he's awesome. awesome. You know, when he teamed up with Orlando Jordan, I don't think a lot of people remember that. But Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And, you know, OBB, another one he was with. ODB, the wedding oh, that they had. <laughs> um, but a lot of people don't, you know, Team Canada was the coolest, man. You mentioned earlier AEW, or uh, not AEW, uh, A1, Tyson Dukes. They wrestled in Team Canada for a little bit. Um, Petey Williams, you know, and Bobby Roode. You know, it was great, man. It was great. And, you know, it's cool that you actually got to be there from in the beginning for Gut Check. And a lot of people don't know Gut Check was actually a thing before they brought it back years later into those. That hurt me to the core because they're talking about they're the champ. And I was the first Gut Check champion in 2004. It was me. And it was in the asylum. It was the old Tennessee stomping grounds. And it was me. And then it was boring. So that's, that's, that drives me nuts, man. If you tweet it to Scott Demore, he'll tell you. It was me. It was Victor Oquendo. It was me first. It was me. It was me. That, that hurt my feelings after that. Not that I wanted them to say it, but that they brought it back like it didn't exist before. It, it really bothered me. The, the thing is that we went on to uh, Canada because we couldn't stay in Tennessee. Remember, they were doing it in, uh, in the asylum that they moved to Universal Studios. So we, you know, even though we were going to those places, because we were going to Orlando as well, you know, you can't train like that there. And in yeah. Canada, that was Scott's town. So we got housed there. You know what I mean? I roomed with Joe Doring, and that was our job every day. We was doing our thing. And A1, if A1 is listening, A1 knocked me out one time because he went to clothesline me, right? And his his fist hit me in the temple. Oh. And I know that... Um, the spot was for me to go to the rope, and Scott Demore was to choke me, right? Scott Demore was choking me. He was flailing. He was doing everything. I wasn't conscious. I didn't know what the hell to do. And Scott was like, yo, you just, you got to lay there like a dead fish? Like, <laughs> I couldn't, I, it was black. Because he, he didn't mean to, but he closed on me, and I guess I fell too early. But his fist caught me right in my, my temple. Uh, so my legs went, you know what I mean? And. I, A1 was a cool cat, too. He, we, he's the one who put me on to sushi because that's all he ate. And, you know, at that time, I didn't eat sushi. I thought it was gross, but he put me on. So him and um, I, there was a girl coming up there, too. She was like a bodybuilder. Her name was uh, Jamie. Her, too. She was uh, coming up. Matt Duvall, who was a bodybuilder, a professional bodybuilder at the time, he was training up there with us, too. Matt Duvall. A lot of people don't know that. The chick that you were talking about, though, I re- think I remember – yeah, she was blonde. She wore a gold choker. You know what I mean? Like she Did looked like with AJ Styles too. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Her, her name is Jamie. AJ Styles, I think. Yeah, that was Jamie. Oh gosh. Yeah, I, was, I, I remember that. She was like enforcer yeah. for when they had uh, the feud with LAX, I believe. Yeah, she was. She was cool. She was cool beans, man. That lady, but uh. Like I said, Avon was cool, and uh, they were they were all cool. But Petey Williams, I didn't really get to interact with too much, but uh, Alex Shelley, I did. Chris Saban, uh, Tyson Tyson Ducks ran that school, uh, Border City Wrestling. Tyson Ducks taught us from just uh, doing monkey flips to everything. He was just there all the time. So well, he's he, a really good talent, man. I, you know, a lot of people don't know Tyson Ducks, you know, or Tyson Dukes. And it's sad. I mean, if you watch the Cruiserweight Classic, like the original. I was so happy to see him there. He was there. But, um, you know, I watched him when he was in Team Canada earlier 2000s with T- mm-hmm. uh, TNA. And I watched him when he wrestled for Canada Wrestling. Like, you know, I think, you know, he's a great talent. He really is. Um, Alex Shelley, I think, uh, I told this on my podcast last time uh, that I was on it. 
Kurt Angle, in my opinion, is by far the best professional wrestler. All in general. Shawn Michaels is my number one favorite. But if I had to sit there and say, legitimately, <laughs> promos, in-ring, like, agility, everything, Kurt Angle is number one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alex Shelley, I want to say, is one of those guys that is up there with him. Um, because Alex Shelley uh, earned his craft. He learned it from everywhere, Mexico, Japan. And this dude infuses his in-ring uh, capabilities with all these different styles. Yeah, he's um, a journeyman for sure. And I got a privilege, actually, uh, at a Black, Black Label pro wrestling show. Um, I was waiting in line to use the bathroom because it was a one-at-a-time people. And I was next in line, and the door opens, and out comes Alex Shelley. And oh, I was man. like, yo, dude. I said, Alex, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, you know, well, I actually charge. And I said, dude, I don't care. Like, I'll pay you for it. Like, whatever. And we actually got to talking. Um, and I was telling him, like, Chris Saban is my third favorite wrestler of all time. It, you know, it, there's something about Chris Saban. Like, he was tied with Paul London as number yeah. three. Um, and I was telling Shelly, I'm like, you know, Chris is my third favorite wrestler of all time. But I want to say this right now. You are by far one of the best professional wrestlers I've ever seen all around. And I, I, you know, no disrespect by saying when Chris, ben, or Chris Saban is my third favorite, you're, you're fantastic. Like you learn your craft and all around professional wrestler wise, he's one of the best. And uh, oh. he, he told me one day that day, he's like a uh, funny story. We were actually going to wrestle Paul London and Brian Kendrick. And I don't remember why he said that they didn't. But he told me why. And I was like, man, I would have loved to seen it because that would have been great. Like, that would have been awesome. Um, you know, and I, I tell people all the time, Paul Lennon and Brian Kendrick are my favorite tag team of all time. I think they're fantastic. You know, I th think they're very underrated. They were. Um, you know, and like I said, tag team wrestling is number one in my book. And, you know, if you can have a good solid tag team with good chemistry, that's all that matters to me. And mm -hmm. Paul and Brian had it. Yeah, they yeah. were. I think it was great. Um, and TNA brought a lot of talent like that. They did. Oh, TNA, yeah. Canada, AMW, the Naturals. Um, Beer money. Beer money was to beat the Naturals. Yeah, no. Yeah. Even the Rascals. The Rascals were nice there too. I mean, you know, they they do. They bring up uh, tag teams that you know WWE is not looking at. And yeah. then they want them. Then they want them. That's how that goes. And they got two of the rascals. I mean, Trey Miguel stayed by. I mean, yeah. God bless them. I mean, but WWE's been on a kick lately uh, with signing new people. I mean, they just signed uh, Blake Christian yep. uh, just today. Um, they signed uh, Christian Casanova, another independent wrestler that a lot of people probably don't know exists um, unless you really watch independent wrestling like I do. Um you know, and they just signed Ben Carter a couple months ago, you know. So watching, yeah, he's on the UK, yeah. Watching him on UK is pretty tight. You know, they, they've been signing a lot of new people. And, you know, they have that, uh, what do they call him, Brock Lesnar Jr. coming in. I was just about to tell you that they signed them purely on looks, though, man. Yeah. Like, but who knows, man? I mean, maybe there's a big possibility that he could be something. I mean. I mean, yeah, why not? If they teach him from the ground up, of course. And he's young enough where he could take time, but. Yeah, you know that that hurts a lot of wrestlers, man. It's like, oh, come on. They, they yeah, it it's sad, man, because I feel like they're going to shoot him straight to the main card, like after training. Um, there's a guy that I would like to see them do that with, and I know they did it with Lars Sullivan. Um, but everything that happened with Lars and the whole them finding out out about the gay porn shit that he was in, yeah. that, you know, I feel like that put a lot of damage on his name, which I don't think should have, but it did. Yeah. Um, you know, leave the man's former life alone. Like, you know, he yeah. did what he had to do to make money and survive. I mean, he that's just his choice. I mean. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think he could have been something great. And because of all that, and a lot of people don't know, Lars Sullivan actually um, suffers from depression. Yeah, that's why I heard he got anxiety, too. You know, anxiety. that doesn't help shit like that. And um, I think a big guy that they have coming in, I think that... Um, Shoot, I can't remember his name now. Um, he wrestles in NXT UK, but he just came to NXT's main roster. Big dude, uh, muscular, and I can't think of the name of him right now. 
Um, not Rich Holland, right? You're not talking about Rich Holland. Rich Holland. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have called the next big thing. And I think he has a lot of potential to be something huge. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you want to give somebody that has a, a look like that a chance, I think Rich Holland would be the guy to capitalize on. Because they were going to. He got hurt. Yeah, and that's sad, man. And um, you know that Parker Parker, I think, is going to be pretty cool. Um, you know, just based on looks alone, but uh, his in ring in ring capability is going to tell a lot. So we'll yeah, see. we'll be able to tell. But but he's going to be trained in the best facility there is. They're going to they're going to teach him from the ground up. So he's got a good fighting chance. He's got the look already, so they like that. All he's got to do is you know capitalize now, take the ball and run. Which is what Tony Khan should do with me. Give me the ball for five minutes. Just five. Five. Yeah, man. Tony, listen to this, man. He's got you. Come on, man. Give me five minutes. Speak to me. That Zoom me. Do whatever. Let's talk. And you'll see. You know what I mean? You're not dealing with an idiot. You're not dealing with any of these things. And uh, I got catchphrases for days. If that's what people want. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just, wanna, I just want the passion to come out. And I really, really, really just want... To go out there and create magic. Let me paint. I'm an artist. Let me paint. Yeah. Let me paint, man. Let me paint. You know what, dude? I'll even tag Scott Demora and be like, Scott, Tony's talking to you guys now too. So let's do this thing, man. He got yo. I mean, I t- I said the same thing. I was like, yo, but Scott is out. But you know, I don't. I, I don't. I don't bother. You know, I like I speak to Joe Dorrington, and I don't talk about help me do this and that because you know I just don't do that. I, that's why I'm going the route. I people's like, what promotion you with? I don't need a promotion. I am the promotion. I'm promoting yeah. myself. Nobody's going to promote me the way I want to be promoted. So it's me. I'm out there. I'm the one who's falling on my face. You got, You want a promotion? You want to call it a promotion? Call it Mr. AT&T. That's the promotion. Let yeah. me get out there and let me put on a show, man. Let me show you why I call myself all this and that. Let me show you. You know, and like I say, you know, I can smell it on people. I can smell the envy. That's Latino envy, man. That's a hell of a drug. It's just the way it is. And that's what I spew. It's what I spew. And you heard me say it. Let me put these bisexual hands on people, man. That's just the way it is. Let's go. I tell everybody, listen, anyone who thinks that it's, it's a farce, that, you know, I'm blowing smoke up people's ass, I always say I have a riddle for you guys to figure out. You tell me if you figure it out, all right, for all those haters. I got one finger and two words for those people. Figure out that riddle. And then you told me what I told you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, man. But yeah, no, man. I mean, yeah. hey, I, I really hope that we get to see you on TV, man. I feel like you deserve it, especially with the story you have to share. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like, you know, you were on that right path and you chose to do what was right in the world and take care yeah. of your son. And, um, you know, I, it, there's not a lot of people that would have done that. And, you know, I, I – God bless you for that, man, for sure. And appreciate you know, it, man. I uh, hope to God Tony Khan can listen to any of these interviews and give you that opportunity. You know, and, and here's the thing, and this is what we'll leave it with: um, a lot of wrestlers in the world they stop wrestling just because they lose the passion. You stopped because you took care of your son. Correct. And it wasn't because you wanted to stop wrestling. You just had a higher priority to deal with. And a lot of people will will listen to this and respect it and be like, you know what? If Tony Khan doesn't want to listen to this interview and he doesn't want to listen to any of the interviews, it's his loss, man. Because you have a good heart. You did a great thing. And we would love to see you anywhere, you know. Put you on NXT UK, man. We'll got you, you know. I'm we good got- with that, man. You know. As long as somebody hears me, listen. AEW, I only used them because they did come up with the the idea of bringing an unknown. So I ran with that. But any other other organizations, NXT, uh, whatever, any of those, any of the Ring of Honor, any of these people that are hearing this, let me live the dream that I was going to live. Let me live the dream that I I built a path for. I didn't cross that bridge yet. You know what I mean? I was halfway there and I stopped. So let me end it on that note. You know what I mean, just give me the opportunity. I promise I won't let nobody down. Like I always tell people, if you want to see my journey, check my my Instagram at Vic Endurance. You'll see every day what I'm doing. I'm posting positive messages. I'm I'm calling him out. I'm I'm training every day. Like if I've already been told yes, and that's how I see it. I I see it as I've been told yes already. It's gonna happen. I'm getting ready. I'm ready. 
I'm I'm gonna be ready. I I eat, sleep, and say AEW. I eat, sleep, and say NXT. Ring of Honor. I don't care. Just give me the opportunity. Let me put this bear to sleep so I can be like, yo, I'm done with this. Because I the way you put it so eloquently just put it, and I've never even thought of it that way, you correct. I chose a different path, but I didn't stop. The passion never died. I just had to put it aside. Yeah. But I, I was born to wrestle. I, I Pro wrestling saved me from a lot of things. And uh, people can make fun of it all day. I don't care. I'll back pro wrestling till I die. My Super Bowl is WrestleMania. My Super Bowl is Wrestle Kingdom. It's not the Super Bowl. Yeah, all day. And I tell everybody that, you know what I mean? And um, thanks to people like you in our community, and that's what people don't know too, smart wrestling fans, hardcore wrestling fans back pro wrestling, and they back each other. You know what I mean? They don't think it's bullshit. They know. And I appreciate that. And for everybody that's out there listening, I appreciate all the love, even the negativity. I don't care. I appreciate it. Get my name out there. Let's move it. Let's do it for us. I promise you, let's do it for us. And like I always say, like he said, let's end it on this note. Remember this. I am Mr. AT&T. I'm all this and that. There's three things you need to know about me. I'm hard to get. I'm easy to lose. And by God, I'm impossible to forget. Guys, don't forget that. Let's get it done. At Vic Endurance. Follow me. Twitter. I don't have Twitter, but he's going to put it on Twitter. Tony Khan, Cody, Dusty, any of you guys. Scott. Scott. What's going on, Scott? I'm a little gray, but it's still me. Let's go. <laughs> Vic, hey, man, thank you. I appreciate thank you coming on, man. Thank you so One much. We'll have to have you back on here, hopefully. Whoa. hopefully I will be humbled and honored. We got you, man. And uh, we'll have you back on one of these days coming forward. And thank you, man. Appreciate talking to you. Thank you, Rocket. Much appreciated. Take care, man. All right, my brother.